The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hour three of VSIN Prime Time, presented by BetMGM alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Just another day, a couple sweats. USF plus three first half. Sean, never in doubt. Absolutely not. Temple buries a three with three seconds to go, and uh, USF comes right down and hits a three to get it tied at the half. UConn money line, uh, shooting 29% in the first half, down, what is 17? 15, never in doubt. Now down three. Texas Tech needs some work, though. They're down five. Nothing like backing a team with zero conference wins. It's always a... It's always it's a, a normal Wednesday, sweating some college basketball. Normal Wednesday, and uh, let's bring in our next guest, Thomas Gable. You can catch him, hang out with him over at the Borgata in Atlantic City, race and sportsbook director there. Uh, Thomas, before we... Uh, well, let's get into the NFL, and then we'll uh, maybe circle back to some college basketball, because I know... Uh, you, like me, like uh, like the pain of betting college basketball <laughs> on a nightly basis. Um, well, let's just start with with the roller coaster ride that is this 49ers Bengals line. Where did you open? What's the peak been? And where do you stand now? Because this thing has been on the move all week. Uh, so great, great question. Um, we opened with Kansas City laying one and. Uh, obviously, you know, if Mahomes was healthy, that line probably would open about four and a half, five, somewhere in that range. Um, I was, 
you know, it was early Bengals money and certainly driven by, you know, the health of Mahomes there and, and what people thought he may or may not look like. So much, obviously, of his game is predicated on uh, his superior athletic ability. And if he is compromised, uh, you know, and not able to move around in and out of the pocket like he, he can, uh, obviously, that's a big deal for them. So uh, it wasn't a surprise to see the favorite flip. Now, it got to a high point of Bengals laying two and a half yesterday, which I thought was a little, that was a little bit too much. Um, market has kind of righted itself here, I think, a little bit, starting to come back today. Uh, so now you're actually seeing uh, a couple different uh, numbers out there. I mean, there's, we're still Bengals laying one. Uh, but you're seeing some picks, and I, I think I've even seen a, a Chiefs laying one uh, out there right now. So uh, you're, you're definitely starting to see some Chiefs money come back, and that's really I definitely when you got to the two and a half, you had more respected money there jump in on the Chiefs. It certainly wasn't ever going to get to to three. Um, so I think the the respective money said, all right, well, two and a half is going to be the high water mark here. Let's jump in now and grab that, and that's. That's what happened. Thomas, two questions. A game of this magnitude, have you ever seen this much volatility this early in the week leading up to a, a, a game? Of the, this is not like a random regular season game where, you know, you're trying to dig, is Lamar Jackson going to start for the Like, this is the AFC championship game. Open Chiefs minus two, went all the way to Bengals minus two and a half. You know, as you mentioned, it's working its way back. So have you ever seen this before? And secondly, where do you think it ultimately ends come the kick on Sunday? Uh, well, the answer to the first part of the question, no. I, I don't recall one, especially in a game of this magnitude. Obviously, this, this does occur during the regular season. Uh, but in a game of this magnitude, no. And it, it's all driven by what we think Mahomes is going to look like. Uh, you know, we can take the reports and hear about these scenarios where others have suffered high ankle sprains and, you know, what they have gone through, but th this is a different animal here. So, um, you know, it, I don't recall a situation like this in a, in a big, big game like this where it, you've seen a lot of movement uh, back and forth. And I think ultimately this is probably going to close uh, around the pick. I, I it's probably going to close one point either way is what I'm thinking. Um, closing a pick probably isn't a great idea for books. Um, you know, people can certainly tease that. So I, I think you, you may see, uh, and it's all going to be dependent upon news too. And, it, you know, if Mahomes is practicing or not and, and getting the, the drips and drabs of information as they come out this week, the, the market's going to react to that. So uh, it, it's either going to, Close Chiefs laying one or Bengals laying one, I believe. Talking once again to Thomas Gable, who is the race and sportsbook director at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Uh, Thomas, I know it's early in the week, but this is a high magnitude game, so the public might be getting in a little earlier. But I, I imagine the the rush of your money, at least from you know your public betters, will come over the weekend. That all being said. Mm -hmm. We're seeing different reports from, you know, various sports books. I was chatting with a sports book director last night here in Vegas. He said it's been a, a rush of Bengals money on this game. You know, we have some betting splits on VEASAN.com courtesy of DraftKings. That's around 77% of the bets on Cincinnati. What has the action been like on the AFC championship so far on the side at the Borgata? 
We've seen, seen very similar uh, to that, where it, it was kind of this rush of public money on Cincinnati. I, I think everybody, you know, thought, all right, well, Mahomes is compromised. Let's let's uh, grab Cincinnati here, and uh, you know, also how they looked against Buffalo. A lot of his recency bias from public, and uh, the, you know, the money that's come in on Kansas City, I could say, is definitely more respected than uh, what we've taken on the Bengals. Now, Bengals. If you're looking just at splits, yeah, we probably have about uh, two times the money right now on Cincinnati. Uh, but right now, I mean, it's uh, I think the respected money that we've seen has come in on the Chiefs. Flipping over to the NFC, where you're located, Thomas, being in Atlantic City, not too far from Philadelphia, and I would imagine the majority, maybe not the majority, but a lot of your patrons are Eagle fans. Um, mm-hmm. being how high magnitude this game is, do you, do you anticipate your splits to be skewed more so than the rest of the country when it comes to the Eagles being in a high profile game like this? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Absolutely. Um, th- this is, uh, certainly Eagles country, you know, last week having the Eagles play the giants was, uh, you know, just a great scenario for business for us because, those are the two big markets that feed Atlantic City, New York and Philadelphia. So now you still have the Eagles, and they have been a very, very popular play throughout the year for us, uh, and that's not going to slow down here. I mean, there's Eagles fever sweeping uh, sweeping this uh, entire area. South Jersey, where Atlantic City is located, is basically an extension of Philadelphia. You, you have a lot of transplants. Uh, from Philly and the outlying areas in South Jersey uh, and North Jersey is more New York. So uh, we have a ton of Eagles fans in this area. We get a ton of Eagles money. They are by far our worst case scenario for the Super Bowl. <laughs> we certainly are. Listen, it's going to be bad if they win the NFC, but it is going to be 10 times worse if they win the Super Bowl for us. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> what's your biggest liability, you know, in a future situation after Philly? Or what's next, even if it's not close out of the four remaining teams? I mean, listen, we're in good shape for the other remaining teams. I, I honestly, if any of these other teams win the Super Bowl, I'm good with it. In terms of our future book, uh, the Eagles are the the liability that sits out there, and they are a big one for for sure. We're talking once again to Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Um, you know, take us behind the counter a little bit, Thomas, when it comes to this number, because it's sitting there at two and a half. So you being where you're located, and as you mentioned, Eagle Fever. So I'm sure Eagle fans, oh, on sale under a field goal. You know, for you, is it tough not to go to three? How, how do you do your numbers? Are you just sticking with what BetMGM does across the country? How does that work when you know that locally you're going to get absolutely peppered uh, with Eagles money? Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, last Friday morning I was on with Mitch and Paul. Mm-hmm. And we ran through a couple scenarios of uh, what I'd make different games. And obviously the Niners and Eagles was one of those scenarios. I said at the time I'd make it a pick uh, just because based on where my power ratings were in these two teams – and then Sunday night comes around, and I was leaning with Eagles, laying a point to open. But by that point, the Eagles were already up two in the markets. We opened at two. That didn't very last very long. It was two and a half. Now the two and a half is juiced. Now, obviously, 
going to three is a much bigger deal uh, because it's a key number. So, and we are getting Niners money. It's not like this has just been all Eagles money on in terms of the side in this game. That's that's not necessarily the case. Um, but I, I don't think we are going to hit three. I don't, you know, if we do, it's going to be for a very short period because you're going to get just a lot of Niners money that comes in. It's, it's not just Philadelphia money uh, and dumb Philadelphia money in this market. You, you are going to get some sharper players that pounce on Niners. If we ever get to three, which I think we're just going to keep the two and a half juice here. All right, Thomas. Uh, I don't know why I put myself through the pain every night of, Betting college basketball, but I, as Sean has told me, yeah, he's, he's, he's I like pain. Lassoed me into this cesspool of foolishness, Thomas. <laughs> well, well, Tim, I, I had heard through the grapevine that you actually uh, got on my Georgetown Hoyas yesterday and uh, rode out their first Biggie's victory. So great, great uh, time. Yeah, we both had we both had Georgetown money line. Never, never uh, in doubt. Thomas, I'm fully believing right now a great uh, mindset is to bet teams that are winless in conference play, and uh, that's why I have Texas Tech tonight, who's down five at the break to West Virginia. But uh, when, uh, but we only got about 30 seconds. Your power ratings right now, uh, who's number one in your uh, college basketball power ratings? I still have Houston, uh, top team in the country, uh, no doubt on that. All right. Well, that would be nice to me. A nice little twenty-two to one pocket in my, in my pocket there. But uh, UConn's getting smoked, so this isn't very fun. Thomas, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. We'll definitely be calling Thanks, on you Thomas. soon. Great stuff. All right. Thank you, guys. <sighs> that sigh just you tells get you the game tied in the Rangers. Just That's tells cool. you where we're at. It's Vsin Prime Time. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere. In Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN primetime. At least, Sean, you've got some good news. Yep. Now, Rangers are now up 2-1. There you go. Buck three plays a night. Rangers, uh, Hurricanes, which I think is about to start here in 15 minutes, and Vancouver Canucks tonight. Hopefully, we can go 3-0 and in hockey. Let's stick to uh, hockey. UConn is playing with us a little bit. They're tempting us, teasing us, acting like they want to come back and potentially win this game. They're only down two just a couple moments ago, and now they're down 10. 71-61, Xavier and UConn, the only – Top 25 matchup this evening as uh, the team that's up by 10 is acting like the team that was a favorite, uh, which is what they were not. They were the underdog, and they certainly have been the uh, better team for the majority of the night. Xavier up nine on UConn with uh, seven and change to go there in the second half. Houston and Central Florida tonight. Houston looking to bounce back. Yeah, they're on a tough one. Just heard from uh, Thomas Gable, uh, sportsbook director, uh, racing sportsbook director at the Borgata in AC, Atlantic City, that is. And uh, he still has Houston as his number one 
power-rated team uh, despite their loss over the weekend to Temple. Uh, so right now, Houston, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, closed, I should say, against UCF, and I believe they're up by seven right now. And uh, a little Big Ten matchup there. They threw on Maryland, leading Wisconsin 51-40. to And, uh, you know, I think all the people want to know how the winless Red Raiders are doing in the Big 12. Uh, down three to West Virginia. Uh, we got it within six. Toying with us, man. Oh. Just toying with us. Come on, baby. Let's let's get them on home. We're going to talk to Jonathan Von Tobel coming up. Bottom of the hour, our senior NBA. I have a bone to pick with JVT. What do you have the bone to pick with JVT? Well, because I'm just it's sick. Not and very t- nice. I'm just sick and tired of the NBA. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's JVT. We're supposed spot. to have like this marquee matchup tonight. Denver Nuggets with Milwaukee Bucks, and half the Nuggets team's not playing. Yeah, no Jokic, no Murray, no That's Michael ridiculous. Porter Jr., no KCP. Um, Milwaukee ended up closing as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. We do have the return of Anthony Davis, um, and I'm curious to get JVT They thoughts. need him because the Clippers ran him out of the arena last night. Goodness. <laughs> Except for the guy who's 100 years old who dropped 46 on them. My He's goodness. Good. He had nine threes last night, He's LeBron did. You know, I think ma- I could take him one-on-one. You think so? Yeah. Okay, what kind of odds can I get on the other side? I mean, whatever you want. Just like one-to-one cigar bet, you versus LeBron? Yeah, even money. All right. Oh, that, yeah. That sounds about fair. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> some guy right now in the wreck putting up shots. Oh, I could beat him. Have you ever seen, what was it? I think it was Brian Scalabrini. He was doing radio in Boston. And, you know, Scal... Ginger, fellow Ginger. He could shoot it, right? Dude played in the NBA for like a decade. And, you know, people look at him as kind of a goofy dude. And they said, oh, I could take He's like, He was I- a guy that sucks the picks. Yeah. And yeah. he rode the bench on some really good teams. And his quote was so, it was such a great quote. He goes, I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. And then he actually, I think, went to a, like a, a local gym and played random people one-on-one, and they did not score. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can we stop getting, like, technical fouls on, uh, on, on Texas Tech here? This would, be, uh, this would be nice. Every time I it look up. should have been a Tech on Virginia. Every time I look up. In the throat. Well, I got the throat punch to go my way, I guess, earlier this week. See, this, I feel See, like. I don't mind if, if, if we're going to lose UConn, I'd rather, I want to lose Texas Tech. Well, I don't. I want to get those <laughs> losses out of the way because we put those on a two-team parlay. So, if I'm going to lose two games, let it just be the ones on that team. Well, I also have Texas Tech by themselves. Yeah, nobody told you to do that. Well, I, I did, and it uh, doesn't look great. Mark Adams, uh, remember remember how chesty Texas Tech fans were last year? Ooh, you know, we got the better of the deal. Well, I mean, maybe they did because Chris Beard no longer is employed by Texas, but uh, I don't think Mark Adams' squad looks <laughs> is looking the part right now down there in Lubbock as they're 0-7. But come on! Let's believe. Come on back. Rangers just had a 3-on-1. Could have got me to 3-to-1. <laughs> Jeez, I got goalie. <laughs> don't you like Sean and I just I got sweating goalie. out our bets live on the air? Each and every night. You know, it's usually nicer when we have some winners to uh, to bring on home. We do have four games tonight, though, in the NBA still to come, uh, all at 10 o'clock Eastern or later. So, JBT will uh, preview some well, of they those. Do have some, I saw that. Yeah, Memphis yeah. Golden State got the return of AD. Who's playing for Golden State? Steve Kerr? 
They're going to suit up tonight. <laughs> I'm sure we won't get uh, staff or Clay or Draymond or anybody, right? Shoot some threes. All right. Um, let's just reset a little bit what we've heard and seen today. And we just, like I mentioned, had Thomas Gable on from the Borgata there in Atlantic City. And he said they are still at minus one in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. Here in, in Vegas, the South Point has flipped to Kansas City minus one. Circa, where we sit right now, Sean, sitting at pick. Other spots in town sitting at pick as well with a total of 47 and a half. We saw a little bit of footage of, of Patrick Mahomes walking around today. You said it yesterday. You felt like he'll be a full go. Mm-hmm. I tend to agree. It, yeah, it seems the human like... body is, can do amazing things. And when he's in his prime, he's young, he's in shape. They've got the best training staff. Money can buy. Like, he doesn't have to go home. It's not like he's got to miss class. You know, you know, email the professors. Like, this is what he does for a living. He's going to be at the facility. He'll be fine. Now, what will happen, and I'd be interested in your opinion, if you're sensitive, do you, you take a shot at the ankle? You tell me. You played. You played in the game. I would. I wouldn't either. I don't know. Perfect. Like if bad, it happens, it's a bad mojo. Game. Right. I don't want anybody taking a shot at our quarterback. But I'm definitely going to tackle him aggressively if he's out gallivanting around like he likes to do, pump faking and backpedaling and throwing sideways. Oh, he's definitely getting pushed, shoved, laid on. Oh, yeah. That'll make him uncomfortable. I think there's a difference between making him uncomfortable and purposely landing on his ankle. But if you're saying, all right, let me ask you this. If you're Lou Anarumo, defensive coordinator for the Bengals. I'm getting goalied up here. This is <laughs> Still up 2-1. I'd rather be up 2-1 than down that's 7 my, my in both saying. of my games, Sean. Yeah, that's my famous <laughs> saying. I'm down in both games. And then I look down and Temple buries a three. What could go wrong? It's just, it's an unbelievable, it's unbelievable. Don't worry. I'm going to tweet out because, you know, Twitter every once in a while needs people to remind them. Let like, me see if anybody's berating you. They should. That's terrible tonight. It's a Wednesday. Most people on date night. And I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet out my, my failures tonight. It's awful. See if we can get it home. Should have bet Maryland. Should have bet uh, the fighting Aaron Osters tonight at home. They were laying <laughs> five against a team they'd already lost to. So, um, But if you're Lou Anarumo, mm-hmm. what's the game plan? Not saying you're going to hurt him, but how do you make Patrick Mahomes just uncomfortable from the outset, well, Sean? You've beat them the last three times. So yes, obviously whatever it is that you're doing works relatively well. So I just would... Go back and look at, okay, what can we disguise a little differently but end up in the same coverage, you know, what blitzes have worked for us? You know, how can we, you know, continually get pressure? We want to make him have to move. We don't want him to be comfortable in the pocket. And then you pray. <laughs> I mean, this guy jumps up, throws it back across his body. Like, he's extremely unconventional. And when it's working for him, I mean, they're darn near unbeatable. But, again, all those things are risky. They expose you to potential mistakes, turnovers, errors. So that's what I would say. Be really active around Patrick Mahomes. Don't go for the pump fakes. Go tackle him and swat at the ball, try and strip the ball as you're making a tackle. But don't be trying to block the ball down when he throws it because he's going to pump fake you. And when you jump, then Kelsey's going to be on move six. And all of a sudden, he's going to end up with 12 catches. 
Maybe we could talk about this more on. By the way, we're, th- we're within three. Only down three. Count. Come on, Huskies. Um, we could talk about this more a little bit later. But Andy Reid and Eric Oh, and Vietnam. we got a steal. Oh! Okay. Only down one. Light skin with the afro. I see you, big Texas fella. Texas Tech just got a turnover. Uh-oh. Come on, baby. I see you, man. Looks like Don't the let... stars are aligning, Timmy. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. Well, definitely looking like it's something in the sky, because it was clear the skies early. <laughs> Better than it was earlier this segment. I'll leave it at that. There's a whole lot of NBA games still to come. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, will join us next. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSEN experts got you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer for only $9.99. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports. VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. Once again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time. Just your normal Wednesday night. Sweating a little college, college basketball. basketball. Sweats going on right now. Here's what I'm hoping, though. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that our next guest can show me how to get some of this NBA money because it's a <laughs> big slate of games tonight. What is it, like four games? Yeah. Still got four games to come, and if you head, head headed like I do every morning and checked out vcin.com and read JVT's Best Bets article, well, maybe you'd have a couple games well, in your pocket I, already. I like to have him on the show so I can ask him in person because well, telling the people. maybe he didn't know that Denver was going to sit the whole varsity <laughs> squad and then play the JV guys today. Well, Denver's up right now. Uh, we bring in Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst. Make sure to check out, by the way, his <laughs> podcast, The uh, Hardwood Handicappers, available wherever you get your podcasts. And his latest episode is pinned right there to the top of his uh, Twitter page at me JVT. All right, JVT. Let's get to Memphis and Golden State, a game that you did write up for Vsin.com. Uh, if you do like the favorite tonight in Golden State, still some two and a halfs available, including where we sit here at Circus Sports. Some threes also available if you like the dog. So this game coming up ten o'clock Eastern time. Um, what intrigues you about Memphis and Golden State? The early uh, part of the day, right? We saw it opened up two and a half. It got back up to like three and a half. Some spots it hit four uh, for Golden State. And so from a number standpoint against the Memphis team, guys, that has not played very well on the road this season. Uh, that was something worth looking at and a shorthanded one uh, as Steven Adams uh, was listed as out this morning in this matchup. Do you have some numbers here for you? Uh, Warriors against this Grizzlies team on the road. Grizzlies 11 and 13 straight up, 8, 14 and 2 against the spread uh, on foreign courts this season. Uh, so very poor away from home. Warrior, 17-6 straight up, 15-8 against the spread at home, second-best uh, defensive rating at home. Now, they did rule out later in the day Andrew Wiggins, and that's why you're getting back down to 2.5 uh, 
but Steph Curry's still out there, and you still get Xavier Tillman starting at center for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, something that really works. Steven Adams has been a fantastic offensive rebounder, a big reason why they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the league. But him not out there setting screens, getting rebounds, downgrades a Memphis team that has struggled on the road quite a bit, so laid it with the Golden State Warriors. Talk once again to Jonathan Von Tobel. Sorry, JVT, we're... <laughs> just when we like we get close in some games we, we we get our hearts ripped out so long long ways to go um anthony davis is back tonight i haven't read exactly what minute restriction he's on but i heard he is gonna be limited uh from a minute standpoint what does this mean for the lakers who seem to have figured it out a little bit i know lebron definitely hasn't figured out i mean he's doing <laughs> like Superman-type stuff right now. But but what do you think Anthony Davis' return means to this Lakers team? So, I mean, it's a positive, right, Sean? Like, it's never going to be a negative when you get a player like Anthony Davis back. It's just how much does he raise the ceiling of this team, right? You know, you mentioned that they had gone on, I think it was like a five-game winning streak. It's been a little bit more touch-and-go recently. I think they're like three and four, four and four in their last seven or eight. Uh, but regardless, they're playing a little bit more consistent basketball, especially without Anthony Davis out there. I believe they're 10-10 and 10 straight up in the 20 games that he has missed up to this point of the season. But I was talking about this earlier today, and I wrote about this in the column, right, where it's, you know, one of the things that I keep harping on with the Clippers guys, right, is you the, the one thing you can hang your hat on with the Clippers is that the net rating with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the floor is phenomenal. It is elite. Uh, their offensive rating is really good. Their defensive rating is among the best in the NBA. But with the Lakers, you can't really even hang your hat on that. With Sean, when you have both Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the floor together, you'd expect dominance. Instead, it's only a plus 2.3 net rating, right? That's just barely above average. You talk about a good defensive rating, but they haven't really been a good offensive team. So maybe that changes as the year goes along. Maybe him along Rui Hachimura being there now is going to change things for them. But at the most, I'm thinking like you're looking for this team to make the playoffs, and that would include winning multiple play-in games if they can do it. And even if you want to do that, the odds that you are getting as a better for the Los Angeles Lakers are so watered down that it's not really worth your time. So I would say that you know they can be a playoff team if things break right for them. But I don't think there's really any actionable way to go about, you know, hammering at home in terms of a wager, you know. We're talking once again to our good friend Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst here at VSIN. Make sure to check out the podcast, Hardwood Handicappers, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, as JVT alluded to, each and every morning on VSIN.com, his breakdowns of the entire NBA card. Uh, you did have a play. Now the number is gone, so curious your thoughts. But uh, one of your best bets today was Sacramento plus four. That is down, or excuse me, uh, Toronto plus four, I beg your pardon, is down to Sacramento minus three. That game's still to come tonight as well. A total of 238. So, you know, you took it at four. It's down to three. Uh, Sacramento, Toronto. Why did you uh, ultimately take the four with the Raptors here? So this was first off grabbing a number that it, the, the market wasn't really catching on with the information out there. Tim, OG Ananobi is going to come back tonight. Uh, that was reported late yesterday. And so this number opens up four. A number that clearly tells us that the Sacramento Kings are rated higher than the Toronto Raptors. I don't believe that to be the case, especially with OG Ananobi back at and this Raptors team has been playing a little bit better offensively. If you look at it from the standpoint of offensive efficiency, uh, over the last about eight games or so, uh, the the uh, Toronto Raptors, 121.2 points per 100 possessions. They've been improving much more on that end of the floor as they have gotten healthier. So the fact that Oda Ananobi was going to be out there, a really good defensive piece that is going to help as best as you can contain, the, contain this Kings offense while defending still at a relatively solid rate. I felt like this was just kind of a buy-low spot on Toronto. They've been playing relatively well, starting to get healthy. Sacramento's market rating is near an all-time high. 
So I felt that grabbing four with some information that was eventually going to get out was going to be the case, at least widespread. And sure enough, that's where we're at right now with this down to, I think, in some spots, two and a half, right? Yeah, there are some uh, some two and a halfs out there. So, uh, you know, keep uh, always look around. There actually is a three and a half, uh, looks like, at Caesars William Hill. Uh, if you do like uh, the Raptors and didn't get in at four, uh, like JVT uh, mentioned early this morning. All right, JVT, I want to pivot to the NFL. I know you've got thoughts on championship weekend. Curious What's been your take on the movement aplenty in the AFC championship? That has been the storyline, the buzzword uh, of today's show uh, has been this roller coaster. And, you know, our friends over at the South Point now have Kansas City minus one. Uh, there's still some Cincinnati minus ones out there. You know, how do you look at this game and have you attacked said AFC championship game yet? So I, I have attacked it, but it's only from the standpoint of I've got a pretty good future on the Bengals, guys. So, like, th- that is where my money is coming in in terms of uh, maybe getting a little off of it or, you know, getting, so getting on to the next round, maneuvering on a future stick that I've got for Cincinnati. But as far as, the, like, the game is concerned, look, I think this was pr- pretty simple. It was a market overcorrection. Like, that's all this was when we looked at how high this number got. The Bengals were six-point underdogs on the road against a Bills team that would have been favored over the Kansas City Chiefs on the neutral, right? And now all of a sudden they get up to two and a half on the road against Kansas City because we're freaking out about an ankle injury. And we know that Patrick Mahomes is going to play. And we know that they're going to take the steps that they need to to at least get him ready to go for this game. And, you know, maybe not feel as much pain, we'll call it, once game time comes around. (laughs) And then we get these Zapruder film of him jogging today in the press conference. You have Pat McAfee breaking down how he's stepping off of the podium (laughs) and how he's getting, you know, weight on both feet. Like, this was the market freaking out because of the injury and because Cincinnati went into Buffalo and beat down everybody's darling in the Buffalo Bills. So, look, as somebody who comes into this thinking that the Bengals are the best team in the National Football League, um, and as I mentioned, have invested in them for about a month and a half now, like, I think this Bengals team wins this game and moves on, but I have a bet on Kansas City only because I have this future that I want to get something out of. But I, I think the market was just freaking out about all this, man. Like, it, it, was, it was pretty clear, and we should expect, because we're already starting to see, Kansas City's going to go off as like one and a half, two-point favorite, and maybe that's even a little bit light. Talking once again to Jonathan Von Tobel. On the NFC side, JVT, you got San Francisco catching two and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and to your point, and we talked about this last week, it felt like the market had really soured on Philadelphia uh, heading into last week. Public was, uh, was, I wouldn't say loading up, but public was leaning towards the Giants. Philly goes out and smokes them. And now the market is back, and Philadelphia is the slight favorite to win the Super Bowl. So when you look at the early game on Sunday here in the final 45 seconds, anything that intrigues you when it comes to Eagles and Niners? Yeah, I laid two with Philly. I think this team's a little undervalued, and I haven't really loved the quarterback play from San Francisco over the last couple of games, right? Brock Purdy looked okay. In the game against Dallas, that first half against Seattle, same thing, pretty average. I think Philadelphia is explosive enough in this game that it's going to be a pretty solid fight. I also bet this under the total. I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring affair and tight one. But I think Philly under a field goal is a value play for me. Uh, And I went ahead and laid two. So I'm in on the Philadelphia Eagles. So give me Eagles Bengals. I'd be happy about it. (laughs) You can follow him on Twitter, at me, JVT. Make sure to check out his write-ups on the NBA each and every morning on vcin.com. He's our senior uh, NBA analyst. JVT, as always, man, we appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys, as always. There he is, Jonathan Von Tobel. Hey, UConn. Nine seconds down three. Didn't get a bucket there. That was pretty, pretty not great.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Basketball fans could turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account 
or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then, wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLE. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. We've been sweating it all day, all show, I should say. And here we go. I learned something today. Yes? Yep. Want to do a segment? We call, what have you learned today? UConn. Red tape? No, not red tape, but I scratched them off of Ken Wayne <laughs> National Title. I'd already scratched off UCLA. Now I'm scratching off UConn. See, that's how I get to who's going to actually win it, because I, I I can eliminate teams. Mm. UConn has no shot. UCLA, by the way, has no shot. It's interesting that you are so down on the on the Bruins. Yeah, they're slow. They're unathletic. They struggle to score points at times. Hmm. And no shot. All right. Two seconds to go. In stores, Connecticut. I think this was about a wrap. 80 to 79. Xavier with the lead over UConn. Xavier closed as a six-point underdog. And uh, never forget UConn had the ball with 36 seconds left and was able to get one free throw in 36 seconds. That is correct. Never got a shot towards the rim. I need to stop watching this West Virginia Texas Tech game. Uh, because every time I watch it, West Virginia buries a three, which they'll probably do right there. Oh, no. They just got a long offensive rebound, and they're going to get a dunk. Yep. There we go. Was that an and one? Nice. That's great. You know, if you know better, you should do better. That's the old saying down south, right? If you're telling yourself every time I look up there, something bad happens, then when I don't look up there, something good happens, and it's in my favor, then why would you keep looking up there? It's a good question, Sean. Smart man. You know better, do better. 81 to 79 minute, 1.8 seconds to go. Xavier, a public that? side. That Richard Hamilton hit like the half court running three-pointer. We're going to need something like that to happen. All right. Now we just need a half court shot. We can get that to force overtime, Sean. I'm sure we'll go and lose by uh, 10 in overtime. <laughs> Put us out of our misery right here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say we will be put out of our misery right here. Texas Tech will. <sighs> Make sure tomorrow, just tell me early what you're going to bet so I can just go the opposite. <laughs> That's what everyone else should do. Oh, UConn loses. That's good. By the way, Sean, your South Florida Bulls, who uh, I got to enjoy Making fun of quite a bit. They're down eight. Yeah. They got a, they got a chance there. Yeah. Got got me that first half cover, so it won't be a completely winless night, but it's uh it's not been great. Not been great, Sean. Mm. Not been I agree. I mean every I gotta stop. Every time I look up, West Virginia looks like the Warriors. Uh, we ran into the Warriors tonight. They're called Marquette. They were throwing that Xavier. Thing. I mean, Xavier, they were throwing that. That definitely looks like a Marquette uniform. It's a good win, by the they way. They were throwing that thing in the basket in the first half. Ooh, like he was at one of those games. What's the little quick shot game? You should, you should, pop yeah, a shot. Pop a shot. That's what they were doing. Pop a shot. Well, I'll give him, I'll say this. Xavier was a six-point underdog tonight. and One outright. Yeah. 
at UConn. As people would say, wrong team favored. I don't think Hurley's a good coach. Public was all over. Like, let's be honest. They went to this 1-3-1 zone, but the top guy was like picking the guy up at half court. So it's just it's too much space in that zone. And you know, it was leading to some real easy baskets by Xavier. And you can't rebound out of it. Just but they never ever just whatever. I learned that UConn can't win the national title this year. There was a point earlier when I thought they had a shot, but, well, but not now. They went out to the uh, PK-85 in Oregon, beat the likes of Oregon, Bama, and Iowa State. Two really good wins beating Bama they and Bama Iowa State. They Bama or Iowa State right now on neutral court. They'd be double-digit underdogs. After a 14-0 start, UConn is now 16-6, and Sean. They are 5-6 and in the Big East after they started 14-0 and and got to, I believe, number one. They were number two in the country when they played Xavier on the road. Lost by 10. And then tonight, they were laying six, six and a half. Public was loading up like they knew the outcome, and they did. Now, I know they got some toughness, but I'm telling you, Tim, I haven't watched a skilled Big East conference game yet. Oh, don't don't be dogging my. I'm my, just saying. Don't be dogging my, bold, my, my guys, golden eagles. But I hadn't I hadn't watched a skilled game yet. Dogan, don't be Georgetown, DePaul, terrible. Tough right, can to you watch. not? I mean, you you could say that about any conference. It's like saying the SEC doesn't have skilled football teams because you watched Vanderbilt against Vanderbilt's got some skilled players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who who was on the court tonight on the UConn team that you would want on your team? Uh, I mean, I would take Sonogo. He didn't play well tonight. Hawkins had twenty. That's the center. Yeah. Oh, he's he's oh he's awful. See, Sean, you're very you're doing what you're not supposed to do. You're very reactionary. I'm not being reactionary. You're very I'm ups- really not. You're very upset. I'm not upset. I'm the news anchor in this moment. I'm just reporting the news. UConn's not very good. Well, they've lost a lot, so they've lost six out of their last what? Now Butler Providence. We gotta see a whole bunch of other 35 and over rec league guys out here playing. The Big East basketball is hard to watch, man. <laughs> uh, who look, hates me in the back? Look. Hold on. Can we please get something else on TV? So don't it, subject it West just, and Femi it just to Big East basketball. Flipped off, man. They got like, this they is got, terrible. They got things to man, do. Man, this is like a, a over forty league, like in the middle of Minnesota or something at the YMCA. This is terrible. Providence top twenty-five team, man. Ed Cooley's my guy. I love Ed Cooley. Here now they just put on MLB Network. For yeah, that's you. that's better. Congrats. About the same level of entertainment. Great. Give us a give us a breakdown Jeez. of. Scott Rowland getting like they into, disband, the, uh, uh, into the Hall of Fame. Put those teams in the conference where they can learn how to be skilled and play a, 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 a different kind of basketball. That thing was, oh. I haven't heard you come on and say, wow, that team was really good. About anybody this year. So you talk crap about so you talk when, when crap Texas, about when, every no when Texas team. when Texas beat Gonzaga uh-huh. early in the year I was like Texas was really good. You said you also said on these airwaves UConn could win the national championship. Yeah, that was early. <laughs> I don't know what Coach Hurley did, man. Well, he messed it up, boys. Some boys there. Woo. They're two and six in their last. Have you ever smelled hot garbage? <laughs> I mean. 
Is South Florida within three? Yeah, baby. Okay, there we go. Come so on. Depend on the Bulls. Salvage baby. the night because Bulls work on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> you might. You need to call down to uh, who's their new head coach? Pro. Uh, the the OC from uh, Golish Golish Alex Golish yeah you need to call him schedule some Wednesday games for the football program they're gonna be terrible next year <laughs> but the conference you're not that, you're the not conference gonna... I mean is, is isn't very good anymore either. well South Florida's lost you a lot of money the last two years yeah I'm I'm, I'm definitely not taking them <laughs> over the win total I learned my lesson on that one Sean I learned my lesson you're on very that one. bullish about uh, the South Florida Bulls who's in that conference now. I know they added FAU. Was it North Texas? The American Athletic Conference, Sean is alluding to. Yeah. Um, As we watch a Wednesday night, University of South Florida at Temple men's basketball game. Me hey, and Tim both have we got action USF plus the six. The only, the only thing that might salvage my night because I had UConn and Texas Tech. Well, I had them on the same ticket, so... <laughs> <laughs> One loss, both loss. I'm cool with that. Uh, Florida Atlantic, UTSA, and Charlotte all join the uh, the That's American. A good move for North Charlotte. Texas too. So North Texas, Charlotte, UTSA, UTSA, FAU. Frank Harris in his 37th year of college football. Listen, coming in. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to do it for our... If you're 37 years old and you're still playing college football, if you've been on that campus longer than six years, you shouldn't be able to hold any records. Um, you shouldn't. Sounds like someone's upset about Michael Pratt probably breaking his records. I'm not worried about that. My records have been broken. Pat Ramsey, Dave Pelosi, the one they can't break is the zero on the right of the hyphen. Yeah, it's because Southern Miss got that victory belt. (laughs) Thanks to Eric Eager. Thanks to Frank Schwab, Nick Wagoner, Thomas Gable, and Jonathan Von Tobel. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Anyway, Texas Tech can come back. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.